Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Diddy Kaepernick, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving. And to my left is my co-host. Hello, niggas. As always. Steph, how are you? It's my birthday week, so a bitch is feeling herself. Ew. This actually, this actually is going to release Friday, and this was going to. My birthday's on Thursday. Yeah, so it's released on Friday, which is the second annual birthday dinner, and I'm so excited. You're gonna be so drunk. Yes, Austin and I were at the gym today, planning on how drunk I'll be on Friday, and we've already figured out like pre gaming. At first, I was going. Never mind. Don't, it doesn't really matter. Just know that yes, You're I, be dark as fuck. <laughs> all weekend until next Tuesday. So Friday, I'm going to dinner, black owned party. Saturday, we're going to do brunch and then day drink, and then Saturday night's plans are kind of up in the air. We'll see where we go. I ain't even cop a black owned party. To I ain't feel like it. Neither, but you you you, you have a way. Wherever's a wolver's a way. I'm getting into that party. If I got to figure it out, I got to figure it out. But. I got, still like, gotta get my ticket, but I was yeah. Like, Rivers or Wolvers or what? Yeah, um, yeah. And then Sunday, I'm hosting an event for Save Yourself Podcast at Conscious Conscious Kitchen. So if you're free from one to three p.m., join us there, and there will be a brunch menu that they're doing for the event, as well as mimosas. So you know, you know. <laughs> come get a bottomless mimosa. So I'll be dressed I almost, see, I, almost, I almost said, beep, love mimosas, but again, I'm working on not using the B word anymore. So, but can you say, <laughs> just love mimosas for No, I'm not going to say okay. that. <laughs> but, like, they do love mimosas. Your homegirl loves mimosas. And then Sunday night, I have a date. And then Monday, I'm going down to Louisville for the Travis Scott concert coming back Tuesday. So, this weekend's packed. <laughs> I mean, as birthday weekends should be. Yeah, I'm like in between excited, in between like first world stressed. Yes, like I'm like I still have to get my hair done, still have to uh, get my nails done. Just like the anticipation of the dinner and making sure that goes well with everybody because it's like 15 of us all together going. And one thing I hate about I hate the birthday dinners like. I love it. The reason why I hate birthday dinners not I don't not not saying people shouldn't like them. I don't like them because the, the, it's always like how do you split the bill and all of this other shit. It's pretty easy with us. Like last year, we just did anybody at the table who wanted to split something, they split it and then they split their bills. Like it was easy. And because for me, my philosophy on this, and we touched on this, like look, I believe it. Like everybody pay for what they ordered. And then, and then, and then, maybe everybody just tip in to cover the birthday girls' dinner. That's oh. nice. Um, mm, I don't care. Like last year, I had every intention for paying for myself, but then the guy I was dating was there, so then he ended up paying for it. He, the guy that you were dating was very generous. He was very generous because then he went. Didn't you? Yes, didn't you yes. happen? Yeah. So you happened to be there, and then he got everybody shot. So that was fun. <laughs> I was like, oh, shout out to you. Shouts to you, friend. But like that's just my, for me because I figure just like yeah that's but I'm not a see I'm not a huge fan me personally like I don't like 
but, but getting a section for your birthday because I'm like if I'm if I'm inviting all my people people I like want to see out I want to be able to kick it with all of them not just be like in the section like, you, you peasants you know what I'm saying like that's just me I mean I've always wanted to be like you peasants except for the section I got offered I don't think that's a venue I could be like you peasants like let's be honest every like you you want to do that like once in your lifetime but not for my birthday. Not like, for your birthday. Not, like not for my birthday because I because again I'm. You want to be amongst the people. Yeah, I'm only child. So like. So, I got so many friends. It's fine. <laughs> like I'm an only child, and so and for me it's like I want to you know just kind of have a communal celebration because for the longest time, anything but I didn't really do shit for my birthday because it was so close to Christmas. The only thing I did was like dinner with my mother. So if I'm if I'm going to do something, which I am, I think we're having I think we're having an ugly sweater party for my birthday this year. Um, That's what we're doing for our friends miss. When's your friends miss? I don't know, but we're doing a friends miss. Uh, but, but we were that, supposed to do a friendsgiving, but it turned into friends miss because we're doing friends miss because <laughs> niggas because niggas will be late to their own funeral if they weren't already dead. Just do friends. Just don't do it. Just don't do it on a Saturday, like the Saturday that I'm thinking of. But yeah, then again, it's holiday season. There's mad ugly sweater parties. Niggas will be alright. That's what my family's doing for Christmas this year, too. My cousin just sent it to me because we do Christmas at her house, and she said this last year was pajamas. Which Mad I mean, cozy. I showed up in an outfit because I had places to be afterwards, so. <laughs> Booked and busy. Booked and busy. And then, um, but this year we're doing ugly Christmas sweaters because that side of the family is really into things like that. Ah, got it. How was your weekend? Um, I really stayed my black ass in the house for the majority of it and learned some things about myself that we'll touch on later. But, um, I went out Friday, um, stayed my black ass in the house Saturday and Sunday. Uh, did nothing Sunday, but watch football and sleep and, and, you know, just kind of like spent, you know, spent quality time inside the house because, you know, it's cold as fuck. (laughs) And like. Yes, I understand that I live in Ohio and that it gets cold in Ohio every year. But usually, at least for before the past couple of years, Ohio would like ease you into it, right? It'd be like, it's kind of like Ohio was like that supportive parent when you was getting ready to like ride your bike for the first time. Like, okay, you can, come on, like, you know, like it's okay, like you can do this. This these last two years, Ohio's like that drunk ass stepdad that shows up out of your life out of nowhere. Like niggas, what's up? I'm here. Here's cold weather. Fuck you, and it just steps out. And I'm like, what? And like my my apartment's drafty, and so it's either be warm and pay mad heating bills, or be somewhat cold and still have some money left over. And my frugal ass is like, you know what? You staying in the house. Yeah, because it's like last year my heating bill. If I told you the numbers of my heating bill, it was ridiculous. It was easily over triple digits by a lot. That's why you should leave the house so you could turn the heat off. And so, and so, mm-hmm. but one of the people that came over, I left to go get Ooh. some groceries. Well, how many times? And I come back, my house is at 81 degrees. I'm like, oh, hell no. Mm. Over the weekend? Yeah, it was one of those things because, like, somebody, somebody came over, and I realized, I, and, like, offered to cook, but I, it was like, I, I bought the groceries, so, I and I forgot to get some shit, so I was just like, look, I'll just go ahead and get some shit. 
come back, my house is at 81 degrees. I was like, oh, hell no. Like, cause Honestly, you know, that's literally me. I like hot. Like, I need almost stuffy. But then I somehow need the bedroom to be, like, super cold before I go to bed. But I need to be, like, warm, like, if I wake up in the middle of the night. You understand how little sense that makes, right? It makes sense. Like, just, like, open the window for an hour and then, like, it cools off enough. So then you go to bed. It's, like, cold in there. And then you shut the window. Before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so it's cold enough, but then, like, if I wake up in the middle of the night because the heat's at 81 and I sleep with the door closed, it'll be nice and stuffy in there, which is, like, perfect setting for for sleep. Girl, I guess. But anyway, I came in, and so I'm like, what in the entire fuck is this? Like, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Turn that shit down immediately because I'm like... With all due respect, you're not paying a single bill in this house. With all due respect. <laughs> you, with all due respect, you're not paying a single damn bill. <laughs> you're not supposed to. It's not your house. I really I really felt my mom, like, you know how she tells me, like, stop going back and forth. You're out here wasting all the good air. And, like, you don't, you don't pay a bill in the house. Don't touch a damn thermostat. I really felt her in that moment because I understood exactly what she meant when I came back and my shit was fucking... T- 81 degrees. I'm like, oh, you got out your damn mind. But other than that, stayed in the house. Um, learned some things about myself through dreams and through other conversations with people. Did you write it down? Uh, I remember this dream, but I'm not going to tell the exact dream because I don't want niggas to judge me off of the dream because it was a really wild dream. But I, I, um, Those are the best. It was, it was super wild. Like I, I, I don't think I'm ever going to repeat what my dream was publicly to anyone that I know. <laughs> like, that's something I would have to talk about with a, a licensed therapist that don't know me. And therefore, even if that person is judging me, she don't know me or he don't know me. So who gives a fuck? Because, no. But. Y'all girls be lifting the thing. Can't. But, yeah. So that was my, that was my weekend. Um, so, yeah. Let's get into these topics real quick. First one, first one. Um, do you want to talk about your therapy and recap it, or do we want to talk about the first topic? Um, you didn't ask me about my goddamn weekend. I feel away. Oh uh, wait, I fu- I, fu- I forgot. You just told me about yours. I, I fucked up. My bad. My bad. Plans fuck up. What did I do over the weekend? <laughs> See, you don't even know. <laughs> Went on two dates. Last Thursday, I had somebody cook dinner for me that was cute or whatever. Um, and I had therapy Thursday. This is so funny. Then I will do like a weekend slash therapy. Yeah, we'll just run it, we'll just, just run it, just all, just together. Run it all together. Shit, fuck it. Anyways, Thursday I went to therapy instead of Tuesday, and I was in therapy. And my therapist, like as soon as I walked in, she she's really good at like reading my my mm-hmm. emotions. Or yeah, I didn't want to say vibe because I feel like that's oversaturated word. People, people learn the word vibe and overuse that shit just like they learn the word problematic and overuse that shit too. But I'm asleep. Okay. Anyways, but she's really good at like reading my reading me when I come in. So I came in and I sat down and she was like, I can just tell like your aura is more calm. Like, how are you feeling? And I said, I'm feeling good. And we talked about like my job situation and stuff. And she was like, you just seem like you finally something clicked in your mind. Like, this is like before I'm talking. She's like, it's just the way it's coming off. It seems like something has clicked in your mind that you know, everything will unfold as it's supposed to. And then she was being, I'm at a point in therapy where she, I go more for encouragement than like the resolve of issues, more like a reinforcing. It's like a, it's like a weekly pep talk. Like, 
Like you got it, sis. For right now, at least. You got it, because sis. Because she tricked me. She's Just like, like a woman. <laughs> she tricked me. She was like, you know, everything will fold in your path as far as your career goes as it's, as it's supposed to. And I was like, yeah, like I'm starting to see that now and I don't feel as stressed out about everything. And she's like, and how's your job going? I was like, it's getting easier. Like, it's not bad right now. And I'm learning to be more appreciative for the things that I have happening to me right now, which I think I honestly attribute a lot of my my thinking changing from not being on social media. I know we keep repeating this, but it did something for you, girl. Maybe because I started putting my focus elsewhere. But whatever. Um, so we were, like, talking about that. And then she's, like, uh, she's talking to me. And so we stopped talking about career. And she said she was, like, for a 26-year-old to have, like, a set plan and know the things that you want to see accomplished. Like, you are actually, you don't give enough yourself enough credit because a lot of people your age can't say that they know that for themselves. And I was, like. We are often, we are often our own worst Worst critics, critics yeah. Because I'm similar. But I ain't mean to cut you off. But No, I'm, you good. I'm similar just because, like, especially it really hits me when I go back to, like, my mom's house and my mom's neighborhood because it's, like, I'm here and, like, for me, a lot of my friends are older, right? A lot of the people I consider friends, like, friend friends, right, are at least a year or two or more older than me. So they're more advanced in their career at that time as far as, like, what they want to do, where they want to do it, like, all that shit. And so I look at them, and you know, we t- we talked about comparisons, and I'm like, God damn, like I need to, I need to grind, I need to get this shit, I need to like, what the fuck am I doing with my life, right? But I go home, or and I go like to my mom's house, and I go to like my mom's church and like the neighborhoods, and she's always telling me like, someone so asked about you, and like, you know, they're all just really proud of you, and I'm so proud of you, and, and part of me is like, why the fuck are you proud of me? Like I'm not even where I want to be yet. But like, people gotta like stop me and be like, look, like. You're living. You're living on your own at 26, which is these it, days. That is the accomplishment. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like if we're if we're being honest with ourselves here, like the average black millennial makes not even black average, average millennial, millennial makes like what thirty. Thirty-six thousand dollars a year. So first of all, keep that in mind when niggas start talking finances. You can't really live off of thirty-six thousand unless you have like you have pack yourself like two three. Two roommates. Yeah, you gotta have at least a roommate or something. Cause rent damn near fifteen hundred, no matter what city you're in. At this point, inflation is a bitch. <laughs> but like, yeah. So the average millennial makes thirty six thousand dollars a year. So first and foremost, keep that in mind whenever y'all start getting into conversations about finances. Cause the I'd say the percentage is saving. None of y'all really got it like that. But it was like so. That's the average, and so. You compare that like you're doing something, you know, you have your your main job, you have your side hustles that you're doing to make additional income, you have a you have passion projects that you're working on, you're ahead of the curve. And I'm like, you're right. But like, it's always that strive for like, but I feel like I could be more. I, I need to be doing more. And so it's like. You know what's crazy though? It's like, this stupid quote. But anyways, I saw this quote the other today and it was like some pe- people who are raised on love see shit differently yeah, people were raised on survival. survival and the reality is like the way my parents were raised they were raised on survival so the way that they raised us was with that same mindset and even now as an adult they still have like that survival mindset whereas all their children are like in actively in therapy like trying to undo it but as much as in communication i am with my parents when they talk to me like it's really like a 
as they're talking to me, I have to like switch my brain. Like what they're saying to you doesn't actually matter because I didn't grow up in a household where I had like nurturing parents who knew how to be like kind or supportive. They either like, if you're going to do this, you need to do this the best. And if you don't do this the best, then what the hell is wrong with you? Never like. Why? Why do you? Why did this happen? How can we help you? Right. Let's try and do better next time. Like never encouraging. And I think so. For me, so it's a little. So it's a little different. Um, not like what you went through versus what I went through because it's just a family dynamic, right? So I was raised by a single mother and a grandmother, and for a for my early part of my like formative years. Like, my mother wasn't really, like, around like that due to work and due to some other issues that I'm not going to get into because it's my business, not y'all's, you know, to be honest. But, so, my grandmother is 70 years old when I was born. So, we have a 70-year age gap. She's 70, not, like, she ain't got time, you know what I'm saying, for, like, my, my bullshit. Like, she, like, part of the reason I grew up as, like, a big, chunky baby and, like, a big, chunky, like, teen you know child to adolescent was like my grandmother used to just whenever i would cry she'd just feed me she was just like mm, like cry about whatever like hmm, here take this like just like the my grand my grandmother's that same way too like like here like you know what i'm saying so that's so triggering like like a food thing like that's probably why the reason now whenever i'm stressed out i start eating terribly because every problem was solved by food when i was growing up but even with my mother coming back in the picture my mother like you know God bless her. God, 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 love my mother. Like she's my heart, but like she, she's not perfect. And then, but it took me a while to realize that she wasn't perfect and where her flaws kind of manifested as far as how she raised me. Um, and she understand that too. Like she's cried, she's cried to me. Like I'm sorry I wasn't there for you as much as I could have been in your early years where you're kind of coming up about it. Like I remember getting into a fight with somebody about why my mother wasn't at home, you know? But, and so kind of the love versus survival thing you're talking about, right? We we were raised off of a similar tactic, but it wasn't, I don't think it was intentional. It just as growing up in a poor, a poor part of the neighborhood I grew up in was very, was very poor. Like we lived in the hood. Um, growing up without a father, I had father figures, but not a father. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of like that, like my mom stressed to me so many times, like you gotta beat the statistics, like you can't be another statistic, you know, single, uh, you know, a single black w- mother raising a black son. She's like, you gotta beat the statistics. So anytime she even felt like there was a chance of me falling off or falling into the quote unquote trap, hard course correction survival instead of figuring out why i was doing whatever or why did this happen it was like no nigga like this this shit ain't gonna fly in this house and it took a while for me to understand how being raised like that transitioned to how i kind of move through things now like i have this abject i have this abject fear of failure and so that's kind of what what's what's been put in my my life, and we'll and we'll discuss like my fear of failure a little bit later. But go ahead. What part of therapy were we on? Um, love versus survival. Um. Yeah. Well. Anyways, we were just talking about that, and she was just saying how I don't give myself enough credit, and I'm way further along than a lot of people, and I. <gasps> 
um, way further along than than a lot of people my age and yeah that so so then she sneaks in and she's like well since you're like so good on your career and everything how are you and your great friends yeah referring to me and my the people i date your 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 collection your harem so to speak she refers to them as great friends so i too refer to them as great friends we're gonna call a thing a thing we're gonna call great friends (laughs) great friends beautiful friends Great gowns, beautiful gowns. <laughs> All right. So how? So so what that what that conversation look like? Um. So we were talking about it, and I was like, I mean, they're cool or whatever. And I'm like, we're just going through them. And I was telling her whatever about all of them, and she's like, you know, like, do you even like really like all of them? I was like, no, like I truly like one of them. Which pause for the calls because Tuesday. Is when we ran into two of them at one place, and I was like, uh. "Yeah, so you literally, you was like, you looked at me like, we gotta go now." I was uh. like, "It's because they were talking to each other," and I was like, "You love fucking, you love making niggas that's cool, whatever." First of all, no. Second of all, you guys aren't real friends. Y'all say hi to each other and keep it moving. Doesn't so change the fact of Eskimo brother. <laughs> Like Eskimo brother, the definition of Eskimo brother is a nigga that we that we both know that we have a connection through a woman. That's the only definition of Eskimo brother. It's not a level of friendship or closeness. The funny thing about that was I finessed it until I was on Instagram. Instagram, Instagram is the feds. Oh yeah, Instagram benefits. Man, like they they even try to get my they even try to get my brother LeBron. First of all, LeBron is cheating. No, he's not. Whatever. No, he's not. <laughs> However, y'all gotta settle that in your hearts. LeBron's out here cheating. No, he's not. I, okay. I say what I said. He 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 got caught up on the explore page. Angie would like to say otherwise, but okay. Listen, I, LeBron is out here being a faithful black man. Sure. Anyways, um, that was just a sidebar. But to so I ended up telling her about that situation. So then she was like, "Do you even like really like any of them?" And I was like, "Yeah, I like the one." And so we like had a conversation about that. <laughs> it was just funny because like she she was saying a whole bunch of things to me. She was just like, "Well, one, she was like, you're calculated," and I was like, "Excuse me," and she was like, "You know how to attract people." Because I was telling her a lot. She was like asking me. She was like, when's the last time you've dated somebody and they pressured or even put on, put the idea of being in a relationship out there to you? And I was just like, in retrospect, like during the session, I told her no one. But in retrospect, last year, the one I was dating said that. But then we know how that worked out. Whatever. Um, But I was which, like. Which one was this? Hmm? Which one was this? It really try to put the pressure on you to be like... Not pressure, but, like, it was on the table of a relationship, but it just... That didn't work out. Oh. It didn't pan out that way. Um, the one from birthday. Oh. Um, 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 but, like, she's talking to me, and she's like, you're calculated. You know exactly how to attract men who aren't going to pressure you, who aren't going to ask you to be in a relationship, who, like... We're comfortable playing the same reindeer game that you are. Right. But it's funny because, like, I meet guys and they'll call me intimidating. And I was telling her that. I was like, I was like, I don't know. Like, almost every guy I date, like, th- at some point they'll call me intimidating. And I was like, you know, like, at first I used to think of that in, the, in a way. But now I'm just like, I'm not intimidating. Like, 
I'm just very sure of myself and who I am. There's nothing intimidating about that. You can say you're not intimidating. I'm not intimidating. The reason why I don't think you can say that because it's like you don't get to decide what other people are intimidated by. You get to decide whether or not you give a fuck if they're intimidated. No, I'm not intimidating. You have to work through your shit on your own. That doesn't make me intimidating. We see it a little differently, but okay. Like <laughs> I think I look at it and I look at it like I uh, I don't if I don't get to decide whether or not I'm an asshole to somebody. Uh-huh. Like that person decides whatever I did or didn't do, how they feel about it, and whether or not I'm an asshole, whether or not I'm considering, or whether I don't get to decide how I make someone else feel. I get to decide a the actions that I am in control of, and b whether or not I give a fuck about how they feel about it. Just like so, you could be intimidating people because of your actions. You have you get to decide a whether or not you know the actions that you could control. Are you going to change them or b? Do you give a fuck that these people think you're intimidating? I think I know the answer to these questions, but that's just me. I'm not intimidating. I think I'm just very sure of myself. Flaws and all. Okay. Anyway, so her and I were having a conversation. She agreed with me. She said it's not intimidation. It's just something else, and it's something they have to work through. That doesn't make you intimidating. I just don't like that word. You're a crazy tune. Oh, that's so sweet. Is it? Okay, sidebar. Is it weird? Like, every guy that I'm attracted to, like, they'll they'll find my back attractive. Like, I have a muscular. Well, I'm just muscular in general because I'm athletically built, and there's nothing I can do about it. Like, they'll find my back attractive, but, like, that's probably one of my biggest insecurities. It's not weird. I mean, think about how many people have breast reductions. True. But there's, like, literally nothing I could do about my back. Even if I, like, if I stop working out, like, there, it's just, you know what I'm like, it's a very naturally toned back. Like, it's not weird. It's, I mean, there's so many, I mean, think about, it's, it's almost like, what's the term I'm looking for? Dysmorphia? Not that, because it's like. You look at yourself one way and the world looks at yourself another way. Think about how everyone, you know, like 1990s Lil' Kim, you know, sh- everyone thought 1990s Lil' Kim was attractive. Ex- but she did Besides 1990s Lil' Kim. And, like, all all the women who have, you know, the breast reductions or, or, or you know, if they had, like, the butt implants or the, or the butt shots, like, getting that removed and reversed because they don't like how it looks on them yet. They... Other people do. So that's not weird, no. Um, but yeah, so back to therapy. So we have this conversation. So then, like, the session is like winding up or winding down, not winding up. The session's like winding down, and she says to me, and she goes, So what happens after you meet your career goals? Because that's your reason that you don't want to be in a relationship right now. So what happens? Then do we explore men differently? And I was like, Well, bitch. She literally said this as I was, like, leaving. I said, who does this? Of course she says other things, but that's one of those, like, in the moments I remember. And then afterwards, it's kind of like a, it's just a thought in the back of my head. So I told her, I was like, well, that'll be something we have to explore once we, you know, after I start. Once you get there, right? Right. She knows she started something, though, because then I was talking to people, like, talking to my men all week. So now I'm, like, looking at all of them differently, like. <laughs> Listen, I could have uh, t- told you women were sneaky. <laughs> like, you surprised? It's like, 
it's, she pretty much told you to half of it before you went out to the club, and now you got the whole time in the club, you're thinking like, what the fuck does she mean by that? Yeah, women, women are fucking pros at this. I'm not sure why you're surprised. No. So anyways, i quite sure me and my crushy crush are done done. I hate when you add why. <laughs> I hate when you do that shit. Mostly because I'm not the only one who does it. Now all my friend group does it too. I hate. I hate it. Absolutely hate it. Like, like, like it's just it's it's, it's baby talk, and I fucking can't stand it. <laughs> Speaking of baby talk, I was with my niece um, and my nephew. Speaking of baby talk, I'm getting this birth control taken out of me. I don't like it. Oh. Well, speaking of baby talk, before we get back into your your bag about your crush, um, yo, baby shark is like sicko mode for baby kids. Baby shark, do 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 do. It's like shark, sicko do, mode do, do, for kids, bro. Like them, <laughs> the kids turn up like like out like a light. Like I'm like, holy shit, mommy shark, do 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 do. Mommy, <laughs> I was I was puzzled. I, I'm looking at my nephew like I ain't never seen you act like this before. Boy, the baby shark. That came. song matters. Listen, if 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 the little babies had a club, that would be like Mo Bamba to them. <laughs> to Mo babies. Hey, kids do go up for baby shark though. <laughs> Man, I fact. fucks with it. But what about your crushy crush? Oh, know, it's done. What did you, What did you do? Uh, what do you mean? What did I do? Because you're here. I oh, you're ask. gonna. I look, so literally, I called him Saturday night and. <laughs> The way he his tone was with me, I didn't appreciate it. And he told me he was going to call me back. And didn't call you back. And didn't call me back. And I'm good for that. Yeah, I'm... but it clicked in my head. I was like, nah, this ain't it. But it was like, it, like yeah, that conversation was like, whatever. But I know when I react a certain way, like, that's my brain. Like, I know it's like... It's not because of what they did. It was probably a build up to that, and then it was like, "Oh, you like, oh, you think you can treat me like this, bitch?" Boom, boom, boom. But not like he hasn't done anything. But that's it. He hasn't done anything. So I was like, I don't know. Like it just clicked Saturday night after that conversation, and then talking to my therapist, and then like I don't know. I think I'm just like transitioning to a I'm not dating anyone phase, which is fine. Uh, you that phase lasts. For you. Okay, first of all, it's going to be a little bit more difficult because it will require me to actively <laughs> tell people I'm not dating, which I already said I have a date on Sunday. So, like I said, bear with me. But I think I'm just at a point where I'm like, I still don't want to be in a relationship, but I'm over, like, casually dating. So, I'm like, nah, I'm good. Are, you, I think, expe- are you expecting Mr. Wright to break into your house? No, because I'd be out. I'm not, like, not dating and being in the house. Okay, I'm just like, I'm, out with my friends and, and, like, I'm just chilling with my you, friends. And if you, if you come up on the come up. Yeah, it'll be all right. All right. I guess. But I'm, I'm bullying right now. All right. I feel you. Because um, I think everyone gets to that point. I don't know if I've got to that point before where I'm just like, you get tired of asking the same, with different people the same questions ever. Ooh, I love a first date. I don't know what questions y'all be asking on your first dates. No, it's more so it's like, all right, so. so. I'm good at prying. I don't even have to, though. People just be offering me up that's all a, their that's information. That's also a Scorpio in you. Okay, but first of all, I think, like, literally, I don't have to do, I don't have to pry because people will literally just, like, give me their entire life story upon me and me, and I'll be like, oh, okay, that's cool. And I'm the opposite. I will give no one knows my life story. Not even my mama. <laughs> Fuck y'all. I'm out. But um, 
so I think so I read something off of uh, Thought Catalog and it was like why does each sign like hate or is like afraid of relationships or some shit and my Capricorn sign said like fear of failure but it's also like you hate where do I find this you said Thought Catalog is this on the Insta of the gram or it's on just type in thoughtcatalog.com and then search why your sign is afraid of relationships. Ooh, but like my my rising sign is so Capricorn. You, you can search. No, my it. rising sign is Capricorn, and you said fear of failure. So this like. All right. So so here's what. So my sign said, and we're gonna. I'm gonna you know, nope. like summarize it because I can't remember it word for word. You said why your sign is afraid of relationships or some something like that, but my, for Capricorn it said it was like you. You don't really let people get in anyway, but once a person gets in, like you, you're you're loyal to a fault almost, and so you're afraid of like letting that person go and losing all of this hard earned because you fe- you finally quote unquote figure this person out. So you're and you're afraid of like losing all this. Why you're afraid of love? Yeah, that that one. I knew it was something. Why you're afraid of blank? But it's like you're, you're afraid of losing. That hard earned, like progress. Oh, like, bitch, these are long. That, that's why I skip straight to mine. I don't. I ain't read nobody else. Let's so skip straight to Capricorn. <laughs> but I just feel like if you guys are gonna do this, though, you need to figure out your Venus sign because Venus is a planet of love, and then you need to figure out like how that correlates. Then go ahead and look at your Mercury and Mars because those kind of more so tells you how you're gonna be in a relationship and your communication in a relationship versus your sun moon or rising but this is a cute idea girl i guess like, is it did a astrologer do this i think so okay. i don't listen i just someone retweeted it i clicked the link i looked at shit but long well, story I short take my astrology very serious clearly you know, i talk about your your mercury and venus and i'm like i didn't even know i had those i just thought the planets were in certain signs i didn't know that was like a a thing, a thing. You know what I'm saying? I just know Jupiter and retrograde and Mercury and retrograde. I just know basic shit. Hey, Venus retrograde. Ve- so, on is, 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 is there always a retrograde going on? Question. No. But Venus comes out of retrograde on Friday as Mercury goes into retrograde. Uh, Mercury retrograde is the worst, ain't it? No. None of them are like, if if nobody ever knew Mercury retrogrades existed, nobody could ever say like they're terrible. Because everybody would have, like, gone through life fine. Well, Mercury being a retrograde was the number one of the things motherfuckers learned to put in overdrive. <laughs> Literally, all you have to think is if if you get a contract, make sure you thoroughly read. If you can avoid signing it during, during that three-week period, then don't sign it. Because usually once you, whatever you attach during Mercury retrograde isn't usually going to last. So they say, like, don't enter relationships. Technology tends to mess up during Mercury retrograde. And people have like car problems a lot. Uh, knock on wood. Never, I don't need no car problems. Um, but kind of going back into it, so it's like and communication issues. So when I got out, when I got tired of casually dating, it was because I got tired of like going so far, and I say so far, but like learning bits and pieces about a person, 
that person falling off for whatever reason, and then I'm like, I got to go through the same exact process with this person. I got tired of that shit. I felt like I was in the Groundhog Day, where, you know, first day, cool. Second day, okay. Third day, okay. We text back and forth, blah, 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 blah. Whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop. Goes, you know, goes nowhere. So that's why I got tired of it. And so, but for me, um, I think we, I, I ain't want to cut you off from therapy corner. We cut you, you figure out. Um, well, it was therapy corner slash. This is what I did this weekend. So Thursday, <laughs> I was going all types of places today. Whatever. So Thursday after you know I had therapy in the morning, then I had a date Thursday night, and so he was like he cooked dinner for me, and then we're like having a what, conversation. What he cooked? I, mean, I was like, what he cooked? Um, maple glazed salmon. Mixed veggies, jasmine rice with veggies, and then he cooked potatoes too. And I was like, next time we cook, we don't need so many starches. That was a lot, but it was good. It was actually all really good. Hey, I had French toast casserole for the first time this weekend, bro, and it actually it actually was fire. What's in it? So French toast casserole is pretty much just just a fancy ass name for just like. It was like layered French toast, like it was like a base and with like it's layered French toast. This I don't know where the casserole part came into it, but it was made like a pan type of deal. But it was fire. Um, I have had enough. I just remember so some because that's the person. That's why I had to go get some groceries because person offered to make French toast casserole for the kid, and I was like, I've never heard of French toast casserole, but I'm intrigued because <laughs> and also you know fuck it, why not? And so that's why I had to go get the groceries and I came back and my shit was on 81 degrees and I was like what the fuck so, but continue um so we're sitting there and talking and I was, I told him I was like yeah my therapist refers to all the guys I date as great friends <laughs> that's a solid conversation sir why not you know fuck it and then he now. like this guy is like but you're very open with me like I just like we started having a conversation is this no. Okay. He was like, you're very open with me. I was like, honestly, like what I'm telling you, I would tell anyone. So yes, but no. Like, Don't feel special, nigga. Don't, like this isn't it. No, we haven't. Like you haven't even like broke surface on me. For me to like say something like that, like just know that that's very much so at like peak surface. Um, And then I was telling him. He got um, excited. He thought you was getting down deep. And he was like, nope, nigga. Nope. <laughs> and then I was telling him like how my therapist was, like, saying to me about, like, well, what happens once you get in your career and we have to start talking about, like, what's it going to take for you to be in a relationship? Which, by the way, I told her, I said, we'll have something totally different to talk about and we will cross that bridge when we get there and not a second center, except for now we have new things to talk about next session. (laughs) I told my therapist, I said, I have, like, a three-day bounce back on, like, getting my feelings hurt. Literally, I was panini pressing my feelings, like, Sunday, Monday, and then today I woke up and I was like, oh, oh okay. I think so. Uh, so a couple things. One, I made I'm, I accidentally made a super in my feelings playlist, and I say accidentally because that wasn't the goal. I was just trying to find songs that sonically fit together, but I let some people play and they're all, they all like, bro, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, what you mean? Like this, guy, like bro, I'm about to cry. I was like, my bad. But um, I think I give my, I try to give myself. 24 hours but it usually ends up being <laughs> like like the shot clock right like I, I try to give myself 24 hours 
but it usually ends up being closer to 48 to 72 or, or pretty much depends on when's the next Friday. Like, if I get hurt on, like, a Thursday, I could probably get away if it don't – I probably can shake out of it by, like, Friday because I'll just drink and, like, hang out with people friends. If I get hurt on a Monday, that shit's also probably going to last till Friday because I ain't, I ain't doing shit during the week but going to work and have idle time to think about whatever the fuck pissed me off. So, that's just me. Well, hold up. Read your sun sign with this one because I'm reading this and I feel like I'm being read. <laughs> what you what, what you said you? Um, basically, it says that your fear is betrayal, but that's just the surface. And then underneath that, it's accompanied by a feeling of rejection and fear of abandonment. <laughs> clink, clink, clink. Shout out to my commitment issues. Um, things you're most afraid of, even more than betrayal and putting your trust in the wrong person, is discovery. You don't like to let people open. You're very closed off and you keep your skeletons and your private thoughts to yourself. And people will think that they're getting to you, which I think I just said that to you. And then, yeah. but they're not. You really just described that with <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it says, Don DeMarco. When you love, it's deeply, utterly, and to a certain extent, unconditionally. You love romance and passion. And even your fighting feels passionate. You have this blunt honesty about you. In the past, you've been told that you're too much for some. Since then, you've been scared of coming off as too much, so you rein it in when it comes to love, refusing to feel rejected once again. Wow. Okay. Triggered much? We're, listen, I, I need some shot, some shot effects. Some You're <laughs> also afraid of becoming too dependent on someone. Literally. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about it. So this is literally part of my therapy session. Because she's let's, like, let's get the chop in this fable. She told me that I'm using my career as an excuse for not getting close to people. So exactly. I always will have that to fall back. Like if I don't feel like I'm in my career, like I'm like, oh, like I can't date you. Like I can only date you, but so much mm-hmm. because I have. Because you date like a nigga. But it really is. But we've talked about yes. this. It really is like a, I can't feel. Dependent Dependent on people, so like, mm-hmm. if that's not in order, I just can't let you mm-hmm. in. It's just not going. <laughs> oh, red much? Red. I had to have an honest conversation with somebody because, and like, I had to be upfront, and honest. Because again, I always, I don't believe in leading people on. I don't believe in like allowing you to think something that it that it isn't. I'm just working on a tactful way to say that. Um. And so I had to tell I had to tell Larry like look like I got commitment issues, and like I know for a fact I'm not ready to be a good boyfriend right now. So if that's if that's what you were like hoping this thing turns into, I I, I ain't ready for that yet. You could choose to to stay or to go. Bitch, listen to these last two sentences or last two paragraphs. It says, You're also afraid of becoming too dependent on someone once again. You fall in love deep and you loved hard before, allowing this person to become your whole world. It got to a point where they were your only source of happiness and comfort. You worked hard to find that happiness within yourself, within yourself after that failed relationship. And it took a lot of time and a lot of work. You're afraid of loving because you're afraid you'll lose yourself in another person again. A secret fear of yours, probably the one most holding you back from love right now, is your fear of happiness. You take everything in life so deeply that mostly everything feels like a life and death situation. Life is such a roller coaster for you that you don't know how to embrace happiness when it's staring you in the face. Good love can be in front of you, and all you will be able to do is think that it's too good to be true, and then do what you always do: become paranoid and destructive and self-sabotage. A good thing. <laughs> Lie to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sounds 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 right. 
Follow me, camera. Don't follow me. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so I, 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 yeah, had to, I had to, what the fuck? I had to embrace that, like head on. What is that for Scorpio? That was Scorpio. Yeah, I had to embrace. But that was like that describe that describes like me, bro. So I don't know. I, 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 that's I, what I told you, you can't base this off your sun sign. But that like I literally it off of just life for real. That was low key like scary spot on for me at least. Especially no, those Capric- last two like, paragraphs. The Capricorn one was very spot on for me. So I think this was, like, this, like I know you're not supposed to base it astrologer? Because hold on. I feel red. And not even in some kind of things. Like, that was literally, like, reading a session with my therapist. Like, literally. Like, I am kid you not, these are the things we talk about. Insert conversation. That's it. Yeah. Who wrote? Who? Who are you, Natalie. <laughs> you got some. You got some words for Natalie. <laughs> Natalie need to come. Poet and Bruja still checking books out from your local library. Okay, I need like a profile on uses. Yeah. Yeah. Poet she's still checking books out from local library, but not busy writing, busy fighting, and cooking up spells to slay the patriarchy. Bitch, don't tell me nothing about no goddamn Natalie. Are you or are you not an astrologer? She, I think she's a Bruja. Like, she's well, a Bruja. She probably did that based off of tarot cards. Yeah. Like you know that, that type of that type of time, but like that's kind of what my fear was. My fear, and and like my Capricorn one described me perfectly because it's like, look, nigga, like I I can't because if you if if I love you and you betray me, there's hell to pay for everybody involved, and I'm not going to put myself on the line like that unless I am 100 percent sure that the person I put on the line like that will 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 come through for me when it matters. That's why like. I just kind of leave it, and that's my commitment issues, because it's like I'm not going to commit on just, any, on just anybody and anything. <laughs> Listen, when you sent, like, the topics for this episode today, I was already like, I feel triggered. Now I'm, like, triggered on top of triggered, and then triggered just a little bit more. <laughs> racks on racks on racks. Yes, you literally, your topics were what scares you when it comes to entering a relationship again. Boom, there goes that little article. Fucking what I just read. There's that fear of betrayal, fear of rejection, fear of loving and being betrayed again. Whatever else was in that, that's literally it. Whatever. Fear of dependency. Mm-hmm. There's your answer. Then you said, can you be pro-black enter into an interracial relationship? That's why I go back and forth with White Bay because I just can't fully commit because you're not black. And I, like, in my mind, it's an inner turmoil. Because, like, I asked that because Michelle Williams and her uh, fiancé, I think they just broke off their engagement. Shut up, did they? Because it was like, so, again, because you're not on Twitter, right? Good, which is a good choice. I don't know anything anymore. Like, tw- like Twitter's a goddamn. I also blocked uh, the shade. Oop, she made her profile private. So there you go. Like Twitter also blocked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Twitter's a goddamn wasteland. But um, I guess Michelle Williams was kind of discuss- discussing with her fiance that like pastor, or whatever, whoever the fuck he is. I don't know. I I don't care. But you know, kind of like her issues as like a black woman and kind of just especially like the black side of it and like how he couldn't relate to certain things and I guess he responded by kind of mentioning some of her mental health um trials no, and tribulations. Why would you go and do that? Exactly. And so kind of going through that and then it came out like they canceled their engagement or like at least a wedding, so to speak. And so I was thinking of it 
and because we we've had I've had informal conversations with other people, and people have asked me to kind Wait, of tell said for a second time. So was this like just the TV show, and now they're back together? This just happened like within what, like, hours. Like, was it on their TV show? No, as in as in if I first foremost, I if it was on their TV show, I wouldn't know because I'm never gonna watch that shit. But this was kind of more so based off of. I don't think it was on the TV show. I think they announced real press release. Um, Somebody go in the shade room. I'm, I I don't. I blocked it because it's just it's too negative and y'all like reposting it too much. So if y'all post something from the shade room, I can't see it. But anyway, back to back to uh, what I was saying. I think because we've had like not we, me and you. That's why I can I want to ask you. But like I've had informal discussions and people have asked me to kind of mention it onto this podcast about can you be pro-black in an interracial relationship? Because I do know a couple people who are in, who have hashtag white base, but, you know, who are very involved in, like, the movement. And I say the quotation marks around the movement because that can mean plenty of different things. So I ask you, how do you feel? I have a hard time with this. Because, like, I like him, you know, but... His daddy voted for Trump. Like, I can never, ne- like, in all reality, I can never. Me and play nice with his father. Have children with you. And that be his grandparent. Yeah. And even if or that her, was, like, a, a place in time where you decided to do that, in the back of my mind, I'm going to always think that you have that mindset. Because Trump really is nothing but racism. The epitome of racism and bigotry. It's just, it's not gonna work. It's just not gonna work. Like, I'm not gonna have kids because I would not feel comfortable having my children around her. I don't even wanna meet your daddy. So, we can't get to the point of having kids and my kids be around your daddy. And so, I look at it, it's hard. I think, because my initial reaction is yes, because it shouldn't matter who you love as long as the values are in place, right? But I think it honestly matters on, like, the type of white person that you marry. Okay. Because there's, there's, you know, I hate, you know, fucking good white people, bad white people, whatever. Fuck uh, it. They are, okay? Let's, there are good black white people and not so good white people. And because it's like. More not so good than good. And so, because I know, like, there's a couple members of my fraternity who are white. And, like, one of and one of my members of the fraternity who's white, like, he's. I think he might be like vice president of NAACP on campus, like on his campus. Like he makes it like he actively is like out here trying to use his privilege as a white male in order to make in order to spread awareness about the un, about the disprivileges. A disprivilege is a word. Fuck it, it is today of minority men and women. So if you're pro black and you marry him, you can still be pro black, in my opinion. Because you're marrying someone who, even though he can, he can never be black and he can never fully understand 100% of what it is to be a black person, mm-hmm. he recognizes that and will and and he understands that and he uses his privilege in a way to be an ally for those who are disenfranchised minorities now if you marry someone like white bae's daddy 
or Tia, is it Tia or Tamara? Which one got the... Tamara ma- got the racist husband. Tamara got the racist husband. If you marry somebody she like... She can't say her husband not racist. Fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? If you marry somebody like that, I don't think you're pro-black. Because... She's not pro-black, though. And you could tell just by the things she decides but, to stand But you feel on. me? But, like, even still, I don't, I don't think anyone can... I don't think anyone who marries someone who has those ideals can consider themselves pro-black. Mm-hmm. Just like how... Just like how people say, if you consider yourself an ally, but your partner is has insert phobic here, homophobic, transphobic, you know, misogyny, all those things, you're, then you're not an ally, right? Like, because you're not, that's why the white women who keep getting checked, because clearly all these white women who say they're allies aren't doing enough to talk to the people that look like them close in their circle. So it's like, my thought process is similar to that. Like, you can't be pro-black if that person that you're laying down to next every night is is racist or is prejudiced or ha- or, or or identifies with what Forty Five is saying or identifies with what you know Candace Owens is saying or identifies with what Kanye was spitting out of his mouth. Like, you can't be pro-black because clearly there's some part of your ideal that that intrigues them enough to where you guys are together every night. Mm-hmm. So that's my opinion on it. And so, like, I mean, that's a long, long way of saying, but it matters the type of white person that you are. Like, if you, because there's, there's white people who don't fetishize black people, and there's white people who do. If you marry one of those white people who, like, fetishizes black men or black women, I don't think you're pro-black because they don't look at you as equal. They look at you as a fantasy. Like, like that white, that white person who can't, who was like, Ooh, my chocolate, uh, queen, my, my melanated brown. Like, no, nigga. Like, Ew, that stuff ugh, gross me or, 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 or that, or that white woman who, who loves to mention, Ooh, I love your BBC or who, who has black.com as one of her three favorite sites to visit. Like, you're not an equal to them. You're a fantasy. You're, you're no different than them going to the zoo and watching the animals, except they get to touch you. You can't be pro-black if that's your spouse. But if, you're, but, but if your white spouse or your white partner identifies with, with their privilege as being white, identif- understands that they are something that they just can't understand because they are white and accept that and then use their privilege as being white, in order to advance the privilege of those who are minorities, men and women, you can still be pro-black because your spouse still is contributing that message of pro-blackness because pro-blackness is not black people are superior to every other race. It's more so it's like, look, y'all motherfuckers aren't going to continue to treat us like we're inferior to every other race. Correct me if I'm wrong. Because, you know, I get on the rants and you start, correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, yes or no? No, you're fine. <laughs> Um, and that's kind of my thought on it. Um, any thoughts before we get to uh, maybe the last topic or two? Because we kind of, we discussed what are we what scares us when it comes to inter relationships in your therapy session. We kind of just covered that too. <laughs> you know what's crazy is like I sat there and shared all that shit with him, and he was like, "So, what do you want to do for your birthday?" He just totally just 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 didn't. No, like we had a whole conversation, and then he like afterwards he was like, "So what do you want to do for your birthday?" I was like, "I literally." That's what I'm like. 
these niggas don't care. You might as well but, just but be honest. But okay, be so, honest. So he so he talked to you about that and kind of ha- did he have a conversation when the conversation was over? He, asked he literally you, was just like, "So what do you want to do for your birthday?" What did you want week? him to do? What did you want him to do instead? No, I just feel like if somebody is coming to you, like literally the way I was talking is like me this time be like, well, my therapist told me like everybody I date, they're just great friends. And then I'm like telling him like the crazy side of me, basically crazy. But you, but you, mm, take that back. It's not crazy. No. But, the learning side of me. But you also said that you open, learning. you open, you, you're open like that with everyone. So. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm kind of open like this with everyone. And then he like, I don't know if I like. I don't know. I, I think I, I think I'm over only reacting that way is because my friends were like, "Stop talking!" Like I was telling them that I said it, and my friends are like, "Why are you telling him this?" And I was like, "Why not? Why not?" Like in my brain, it's like, "Why not?" And then he was just like, "So, what do you want to do for your birthday?" But then he like, I think the thing was like when I was saying how like, like the fact that I'm telling him like I don't want to be in a relationship, and these are the reasons why. And then he was like, "But I like you." I like me saying how like I I told him I was like I intentionally date people and that I know aren't going to pressure me to be in a relationship and then he was like like he kind of just like didn't say anything mm-hmm. and then like was like so what do you want to do for your birthday I'm just like what well I mean what could okay the reason why I'm kind of pushing back on you is because I could understand from what you've told me I understand his thought process like alright like you said what you said I can't. There's nothing I can really say to change your mind if I wanted to change your mind, and if I don't want to change your mind, there's nothing I to say because oh, we're on the same page. Michelle Williams' uh, fiance asked her if she took her meds today. Oh, uh, get out, girl! And then she broke off the engagement, like in real life, like not for like. Real. No, this was on their TV show, oh. so I'm not sure if it's like real, real, or real, just real, fake or real. if it was like. From stage. a couple, I don't think it was staged. I think like it happened. It happened, but I don't know if it's like current Live. time still off or or we're just realizing it. But everybody started the conversation based off of what they saw on the show. Oh god! Again, I don't watch. I don't watch reality TV. Because I, <laughs> I can't say I don't watch reality TV. I'm not watching this reality show. I don't watch no reality TV. I think that's my version of getting off Twitter. She better <laughs> let Chad go. <laughs> You can't really trust niggas named Chad. Girl, this is not it. Um, but yeah, so shit, where was I? But like for for me, if after you said, like, look, this is why I I, I intentionally look for people who aren't gonna push for me into a relationship because I don't want that shit and like you kinda said all of that. For me, after we kind of talked through it and got to that point, I can't really say shit else. If I if I want to be in a relationship, but you, you you pretty much laid it out that that's not going to happen. Okay, but you could have said that if you do. Or I this. So or if out. we're if if we're in agreement, I don't need to really say much because we've already established that. What's there to say? Um, how about when I said that a couple weeks ago on the podcast? You tried to tell me I couldn't do that. Can do what? Because I said I go on relationships, guys will be like, I don't want to be in a relationship, and I just act accordingly. And then you said you can't do that. I there probably was more context. To no, there like literally that was it. But you can't just not like no. I got no because you just said if I told him I don't want to be in a relationship, then there's nothing more to say. But literally a couple, what was it when I started when I told you because it was after I went on the first date with White Bay, and then you were like, you can't do that. I can't. You can't tell him that you don't want to be in a relationship. No, you said you can't just go based off of what people are doing. I'm. I'm. So it's more so. It's like this. 
off the first date, no, you can't. Like, off the first date, no. Because a small sample size of actions, the more you know a person, the more sample size you get of how they move. So, yeah, like, you can't judge anyone off the first date. His name is Chad Johnson, too. Nope, their engagement is still on. He's posting her. Ah, God damn it, Michelle. Michelle done fell on them steps and ain't been right since. But. She didn't even fall on the stairs. She just falls on the stage. <laughs> she, she done fell, knocked her head, came back up, started taking. <laughs> pray for Michelle, baby. Pray, pray for her. But um, off the first date, and you can't just tell how someone moves because the first date. That's a small sample size. Could they, nigga could be having a great day, bad day, a day in between. Don't really matter. You shouldn't. First of all, a first day is for you to put your best foot forward. Ideally. So you even. So, so if you don't, that, that's your fuck up. That's not mine. But put it like this. I told you, I, literal, mm-hmm. I'm going based off of what you comes out of your mouth and nothing else. But any, like, shit happens. Like, I've had first dates where. You better figure out how to say something else to me. Okay, you getting the your Steph whatever bag? I'm just gonna leave that be. All right, last topic. Um, do you believe that you can block your blessings? Sure. According to that thing you sent me, that's exactly what it said. <laughs> Have do you feel like you've blocked your own blessings in your life so far? No, not in reality. Not in reality. Sorry. Because whatever whatever would be for you, would, would whatever's st- for me will be for me. I'm not gonna miss it. And the path might change, but whatever's for me is gonna be for me. That could be with person, with career, with anything. As soon as I set the goal, that means it's already in the universe that it's meant for me. I just have to figure out how to get there. I do. Okay, we have different philosophies on on like that type of thoughts. So I do feel like. You can block your blessing because I believe that, like, so I'm, so I'm, so I'm more religious. Am I more religious than you? I think I am, but I'm religious. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's why I didn't want to assume that, but I believe that. So I believe that, like, God has a plan, a destiny, so to speak, for everyone in life. But God also allows us free will and to make our own decisions. And sometimes the decisions that we make could unintentionally or intentionally fuck up the plan that God had for us. And so we then things have to be altered, things have to be adjusted, things have to be rearranged. But at the end of the day, you said God has a plan for us, right? So you could fall off that plan, but you could get right back to it. Or God could change a plan for you after you make a certain decision. that kind of, It's like a choose-your-own-adventure book. So then if you decide that you're going to go back to that original plan, then sometimes, it's still there. Sometimes it's not, though. It's always there. So, because, for, okay. Certain, That's so, blocking your blessing, the idea that it's just going to stop being there. But it's more so, it's like, look. It's like, if I do a certain option, option A may no longer be there, but option B is. Now, option B may take me to a different path of life, and option A would have. Like, and whether, and I think so, it's like a choose your own adventure. I don't think it's necessarily like, but it's like, oh, I will, like, for example, Jay Warren. I think our human nature, we make things harder for ourselves, but I think if you have an idea of what you want, I don't think, like, you can't, 
I don't believe that you can block that. I disagree. Here's why I disagree. And I disagree for, like, examples like Jay Williams, the college basketball star, right, who got into a motorcycle crash, ended his career before he even started. Maybe that's not the blessing God trying to lead you to. But, but you talk about, like, putting in the atmosphere. He put in the atmosphere. He wanted to be an NBA player, basketball player. That didn't happen due to an action. And now he may, he bounced back and made a career in something else. But he... That wasn't his. Uh, that wasn't his what top he choice. Now? He's like a uh, college basketball analyst. So he still works around hoops, but it's just not. He's not an NBA player. Mm. He never got to be an NBA player. Like he got injured. Like I think right before the season started. Like like between the summer between him getting drafted and his rookie season. Um, and so that's what I'm saying because it's like he he bounced back. He made he made. A career out of like what happened to him, but that wasn't his first choice, and that's what I'm saying. I'm thinking that like sometimes, be depending on your actions or depending on your circumstances, your first option won't be there because just shit shit don't work out like that. However, for some people, you'll be able to make a suitable option out of option B, and you know. Unfortunately, some people may be destined for a lower quality of life than others. And I don't I think want- the, I don't know. Maybe you and I view blessings in a different way. Like, right? Like, you have your goals, but that just because you have a goal, maybe that's not the blessing of it. I don't know. I think blessings are more abstract. Like, it can't be like, you can't be so set on a goal that you, like, you don't give yourself wiggle room. Like, I think blessings are just. I look at it like. Like, success is a blessing, but, like, success in a par- par- particular area is a goal. Okay. We, we, we do we do look at it differently. I think when I say blocking blessings, I don't mean, like, blocking anything and, and from ever good happening to you again. No. I mean, like, specifics of, like, oh, you could have done this or you could have received that, but because you did X instead of you doing Y – now that's no longer an option for you. Now maybe doing Y will lead to blessing Z or whatever, whatever the case may be. But you, if you did, if you did it another way, you would have got, you would receive something different or something better. That's what I think, and that's why I think some people do black bread blessings, especially you know if we're bringing it back into you know relationships or whatever the case may be. I think that. There's some people out in this world who miss their soulmate because... Oh, I really don't believe in that. You don't believe in people missing Fucking their soulmate? Fucking no. They're people. Literally people. People, humans are, are humans experience... You're a spirit experiencing a, a... You're experiencing the world in a human body. But at the end of the day, we're all spirits. The idea that... You, the attachment to a human because that's what it is at the end of the day is like that's what we think when we say soulmates first of all we don't have we as people we don't fully grasp the idea of what a soulmate is i'm not gonna look at a person and be like oh my god it, like it didn't work out like i'm never gonna love again or oh my god because i didn't fall in love with this person there's not gonna be another person like that that ideology is based in settling. There's no, like, if you and a person don't work out or if you and a person never became a thing or if you and this person, whatever, there's always going to be another person to experience. And at some point, 
you decide and make that decision that you and this person together, you guys make that decision that you are going to experience this lifetime together. But the idea that you're ever going to miss out on a person, fucking no. I would hate for anyone to have that mindset because it puts you in a box. Why apply that to people? So, counterpoint. So the person who the person who like dated Beyonce in high school, he didn't miss out. No. Okay. That's not their. That's not his person. And if you look at those pictures, quite sure that man might be gay today. I ain't, I ain't see that man today. I just saw the high school picture. No, because if him and Beyonce were meant to be together, then him and Beyonce would be together. And then that's the difference. I feel like I feel like you could be quote unquote meant to be. Y'all were meant to be together in the time that you experienced each other, not for a lifetime. But I I do believe that you can there can be actions along the way that can alter that path, and that can and so if you quote were quote unquote meant to be, but you did X, or you know, or you you did this action, then that severs the tie, and now you're going off on an alternate path in what you maybe maybe originally were planned to be. That's what I. That's what I believe. <laughs> nah, nah, not with people. Maybe you could be like have a difference of of an upset nature when it comes to like missing a goal in life or something. But even then, I still feel like if you have that goal, that's why I don't think goals are a blessing. If you have that goal and you really want it, you can still get to it no matter what you've done in life. Like, yes, like a physical thing is going to stop you from doing that. But like, for instance, even that that guy you brought up, like, sure, he physically can't play NBA, but then he still got to be an NBA analyst. And maybe the pay is not the same, but you're still experiencing the same like does it you're, you're that's why it's like the, you're still in that atmosphere so then you're still experiencing that blessing that's why I, like i can't in my brain i'm not going to attach the two because you're still successful you're still in the midst of it and you still have the opportunities to like at the end of the day like you sure you're not going to get the ring but as far as like making money off of being an analyst if you really want to come into the money that you think you would make off of your one contract in the nba then you still have the opportunity because you're an analyst, which still gives you the, like, it still opens up gates to other things to put you in that same place. So the goal is a goal, but the blessing is, like, the opportunity of being amongst that. So with people, like, why would you want to apply that to people at all? You're just a person. I just look at all the fucked up things and people that happen to people's lives. But we talked about this last week. I think you just attach yourself to people, like just. I'm not even talking about. We're talking about like like people versus. I'm talking about like the fucked up events that happen to people's lives, like people. This is just life. You're just. It's an experience. I don't know. Maybe I I just maybe I can't wrap my mind around like some people's like plan in life to be like getting cancer. You know what I mean? Like no, that's not your plan in life to getting cancer, but like. Well, that's that would be a whole like getting into that's where religion and spirituality will like divert divert because I think we enter this world with soul contracts. I think there's things that we're meant to. Well, I also don't I don't necessarily believe in a heaven and hell. If anything, I would say earth is hell before there's like a place you go to upon death. I more so believe in like a reincarnation versus a this is it, this one lifetime. And I also believe like to experience, like it's kind of hard to experience hardships 
as humans, but that's the, I don't know, that's where, I, like, my spirituality does come in, because I'm like, all right, like, if I'm a human and I experience this, at the end of the day, like, that's just my human side experiencing that. That doesn't stop my spirit from still having growth and my spirit from, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's why I don't fear death, because if I if I die, that means everything I was supposed to do in this lifetime, I've done. There's nothing else for me to to do. So if I die today, it's like, I did everything. Does that make sense? So as far as, like, attaching, like, there's always a part of detachment that you're supposed to have when you are when you go through things in life. Like, maybe that's why it's easy for me to get over people because if you were really supposed to be my person, you would be my person. Like, it's okay to be upset that it didn't work out, but I'm not going to be, like, I can't be hardshipped over it for forever because then, like, that's that's kind of shitting on God at that point that God wouldn't give me something else. So even if I experience, like, a hardship, like... I don't know, disease or, diseases can be hard because people be like, why would God do that? But I just wouldn't, in my eye, like, I wouldn't necessarily. Like, we explain. I wouldn't we, we, God, we, ex- we explain in the church, like, the diseases and the hardship is like, quote, unquote, God gives us hardest battle to a stronger soldiers, right? That's how we kind of explain it. And, like, the more you think about it, it's just like, you know, yeah, like he 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 only puts on you what you can bear. It's kind of what I say to myself to get through all the, the nonsense that goes on in my life. It's like clearly I'm supposed to be able to get through this. Um, but just the I mean I the heaven or hell reincarnation thing. I mean I think the main thing that bothers me is no one's called like no one who's passed on in my life has called me is, is able to tell me how it is. Like it, it's, it's silly. But it's like, you know. If you believe in brujera, they surely can. You can call up an ancestor if you want to. They'll come to you. We got to, I don't know if I'm there yet. Okay. We got, we working on that. All right. But any last thoughts before we get up out of here? I'm Gucci. Um, As always, um, use the hashtag, future shop hot. If you rocking with us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, screenshot uh, a, a pic of you listening to this episode. Has- Shut up. Cincinnati is so fucking small. Hashtag it potting. Stefan found out some tea. Um, What else? Oh, yeah. And also, um, as always, man, just make sure you take care of your people. Um, talk, you know, talk to them. Check in. Don't be a stranger. Be nice to somebody. We all going through some shit in a different way. So if you have the extra niceness and extra kindness to spare, please do so. Um, Signing out, it's your boy uh, C. Diddy and Steph. We out. Peace. Hey. Hey. We're here. Pause for a second. My birthday's on Thursday, niggas. It comes out on Friday. Doesn't matter. My birthday's on Thursday. You'll hear this on Friday. My cash app will always be open. S-R-B-O-H-A-N-O-N. Okay? Five dollars from everybody makes a difference. I sincerely doubt you get five dollars from everybody. Don't go blocking my blessing. (laughs) See y'all next week. Bye. A second shift production. Your sister, your cousin, your bestie. You birthday flex. Pop champagne.